Hello and welcome to Reconnection, the podcast all about spirituality, personal growth, and lifestyle. I'm Elizabeth and I am here to help guide you to reconnect and realign so that you can become your most authentic and worthy self. Every week, you will get insight and inspiration so you can grow and glow. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Reconnection. And I am so excited for this episode, you guys. And if you are new here, hello, I am Elizabeth. I'm an Akashic Records reader. And the goal of this podcast is really to help people step into their power and connect with themselves on a much deeper level through different modalities and through different perspectives and through, of course, lessons from the records. Okay. So anyways, this conversation with Danielle has been something I honestly manifested. (laughs) A few years ago, I found her on Instagram. I think I actually found her through somebody else's podcast and then I just followed her on Instagram. That doesn't really matter. So forget that information. (laughs) But Anyways, I was like, oh my god, I really want to like talk to her. She seems like so chill, so cool. And I honestly did not know how that was going to happen. Fast forward like a year later, here we are having a conversation. And she is truly such a little beautiful light being and she was so fun to talk to. So we don't just cover astrology in this episode. We do talk a little bit about North Nodes and South Nodes, some other good stuff. But we also dive deep into her spirit daughter she's going to be having in the next coming years. We cover dating. We talk about, we like touch on religion a little bit. We talk about listening to your heart. We just talk about so many different things in this episode, which is so fun and exciting. So hopefully you'll get to see a new new, new side of Danielle or a little bit new information from her instead of the same old stuff, which was what I was going for, okay? It's what we are going for over here. That was enough. Okay. <laughs> but yes, so that that is what we're doing today. And hopefully you enjoy this, this convo with Danielle. And if you like the episode, please leave a rating and review. It really helps the show get found. But enough about that. Let's just get into the goods, okay? So welcome back to the Reconnection Podcast, and today we are joined with Danielle Page, and I am so happy to be chatting with her because before we get into everything, let's just cosmically profile. So what's your astrology, like triad, triad, whatever it's called, and if you're human design, if you know it. They're going to ask me if I'm human. I'm like, well, I don't know. (laughs) That's actually up for negotiation, right? Like, we don't know. Um, (laughs) Welcome. We're starting. So I am a Taurus sun. Cancer Moon and Sagittarius Rising. And then my human design, I am a mental projector and um, a 4 6 profile. Oh, me too. I'm a 4 6 as well. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I don't know that much about human design, but it's just fun to ask. <laughs> I don't know either. As I was saying it, I'm like, I don't know if I'm a 6 4 or a 4 6, or does that make a difference? I don't know. It's not my specialty. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So also, what is your cultural background and what did your upbringing look like? My cultural background, 
Um, well, I am definitely from the stars. That's my goal. <laughs> That's my upbringing. Um, I am, my dad's side is Eastern European. Um, they came over to Ellis Island, um, like didn't speak any English, right? And they just, they came there on the boat. Um, and my mom's side is humongous mix, <clears throat> excuse me, and she is Greek, Turkish, North African, and Middle Eastern a little bit of Italian. And I grew up in a Jewish household, um, which is actually very important for me because not important for me now, but important for my soul because my soul has been deep in uh, Jewish mysticism many, many mm-hmm. lifetimes. Well, yeah, that's really special. How was that connected? Why do you think your soul had to experience that Jewishness? Um, well, it's funny. I actually am not religious at all. And growing up, I was like, yeah, I want nothing to do with this. And I didn't have, um, I just wasn't into any organized religion. And honestly, it just felt like this um, feeling of just ugh, exhaustion with it. And then as I come to find out later on, I've been a rabbi so many times. I've done deep Kabbalah work. I think I just needed a break, but it, it is important to my soul. And I see that now. And so, you know, I just, I respect it for what it is and I appreciate the beauty in it. But to me, I'm spiritual and we're all connected. You know, I don't, um, I don't believe in dividing anyone really. We're, we're all souls. That's what we are. hundred percent. Yeah. I grew up in a Catholic household and I probably have had many lifetimes somewhere around that. And yeah. I've definitely felt the same way about it. But something I really admire about you is that you're no bullshit and you're straight to the point and you speak your truth and how your journey hasn't always been easy and rainbows and butterflies and all of a sudden you manifested your dream life in one day. So could you explain more about how like how it took to get to that point to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely did not manifest it in one day and are in a course for one ninety seven, right? Or three easy payments of that. <laughs> That's definitely not how it happens. Um, so do you want a little bit of background on my journey? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, sure. How I got here. So I um, my background's in interior architecture and I was doing that, but I was really unhappy. I just um you know, when I was younger, I used to move furniture around the house and I used to love interior design. And I think so many people like that, but it really was deeper for me. And so um, I went to grad school for interior architecture. Um, it was a four and a half year program. I don't recommend that for anyone ever, but that was my journey. And that's clearly what I needed to learn. So I did that and I was working at an amazing architecture firm, like one of the best in the world with offices literally all over the world. But I was miserable. It wasn't what I wanted to do. And um, this was before I was really conscious that there was something else out there for me. But here's the thing, even though I wasn't awake, and I say that, you know, air quotes, um, I felt something inside. I knew that I just, I was here to help people, but I had absolutely no idea what that would look like. Nothing, like not even a clue. And then um, I turned 30 and my boyfriend who I was living with in Boston at the time who just kept telling me, suck it up. You're at this great architecture firm. People would, you know, kill to be there. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I literally would come in the door and there would be tears on my face from like riding the subway and just listening to music and crying because I hated it. So anyways, we went to France for my 30th birthday. I'm so excited to have two weeks off, um, gallivanting all around France, um, in Paris, south of France and everywhere. And um, we go And then he starts acting weird and I'm like, okay, what's happening? Why is he being weird? Maybe he's nervous. Oh my God, is he going to propose? Like, what is happening? 
And then on my birthday, my 30th birthday, he breaks up with me. And I'm like, are you crazy? We're here. <laughs> We're in France. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, I didn't actually realize that there was like, no way this could be happening. And it happened. And we had about two weeks together. So I'm like, I have no idea what you were thinking. Anyways, we got through the trip. And um, I moved out because it was his place. And I decided, you know, I don't like my job. Um, something told me to move back to California, where I'm from. And I listened to that. And I didn't know at the time that was like a download. That was my truth. That was my higher self. I had no idea. But I just remember going on a walk and being like, it's time to move back to California. Like hearing that so clearly, but not being able to identify it. So I just, I listened. I went back to California and then the economy tanked. This was um, 2008, um, nine, around then. Um, uh, the economy tanked and there were no design jobs. So now I couldn't find a design job. I'm crying about my breakup, living with my parents who I haven't lived with since I was 18. And I was pretty miserable. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it started. And then, um, you know, in hindsight, I was clearly supposed to be home in California because it gave me time to rest and relax, you know, and um, not have to worry about how I'm going to buy food or how I'm going to pay rent, you know? So I, um, a little after that, I started having dreams that would tell me things that would happen. And I'm like, well, that's weird. That was in my dream last night. I'm like, okay. And then it kept happening and happening. And then I would wake up from my dreams. They were super intense. And then I kept seeing things in, in the day that I know I saw in my dreams. And I was like the twilight zone. And I'm like, this is really freaky. I don't know what's happening because you have to understand that this was a different time then. So this was 11 years ago now. Uh, people weren't as open to talking about the stuff. So I had no even vocabulary for myself, right? I didn't even know. But something kept telling me, okay, this is okay. And then I would wake up in the middle of the night and see spirits, like open my eyes and see spirits in front of me. And then I thought I was going crazy and that was scary. And I'm like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? Because I didn't wake up seeing spirits. Like you always hear that from people. They're like, you know, when I was younger, I used to see spirits and I shut it down. But I never did. So I'm like, well, this can't be happening to me now, all of a sudden at 30. But I want to tell you out there, it can, you know? So um, ultimately, I realized I was having a spiritual awakening. And I was just led. I kept listening to spirit. And I was led to meditation. And I would sit in meditation sometimes for an hour a day. And I just listened. And I didn't know I was listening to spirit. But it was like this, I don't want to say voice in your head, because then that sounds like a you know, like you're a psychotic. So it's not like that, but it's like this strong guidance from within, right? That like all of a sudden, if you were, there was a fire right there and you were walking up, even if you were blind or you you couldn't see, you would feel the heat, right? So you know that there's something there. That's exactly how I could describe it. It was just the strongest knowing So then um, I met someone at this horrible job that I was temping at, but I needed to be there because I met him. He introduced me to astrology. He was literally one of the keys of my life journey. Um, And that's what happens. We meet people, they unlock doors and we move through them. And he introduced me to astrology and I'm like, I don't know anything about that. Like, do you want to read my horoscope? Right. Which, which I'm (laughs) totally against now, which is funny. And he's like, no, it's not horoscope. I'm like, oh, then I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And so he read my birth chart and I'm like, that's amazing. And then I went home that night, Googled until the sun came up and never stopped. And then it led me to diving deep into astrology, studying it for sometimes 
14 hours a day, 15 hours a day, immersing myself in it. And what happened is I picked up on it so quickly. And I just want people to know, like school wasn't that easy for me. I was never like the SATs, forget about it. That's not how my mind works. Like I can't, <laughs> like I just, it's like, that's not how it works. So for me to all of a sudden get this language because it's a language of your soul, just got it because I'm like, finally, this is, this is the language I speak, you know? So, um, yeah, it was many years after that of clearing my personas, working with healers, shedding layers, crying, not understanding why I couldn't just connect with my friends and just go out and get drunk like everyone else and go to a football game on Sunday and just like be blind to the world. You know, I just couldn't understand. And it was really hard um, for many years. And I built my business. Um, I didn't even know what I was doing. And then I had to learn how to be an astrologer, but then still learn about marketing and then funnels and then learn about astrology still, you know, because I'm still learning to this day. Um, so for, I was broke for many years, so I stuck at it. I'm a true Taurus, really disciplined, knew this was my purpose. Even when I was making no money, even when I only had like one client a month, I'm like, this is what I'm here to do. And now it's just evolved into spirituality, awakening, consciousness, you know, helping people connect to the world that they can't see and using astrology as a tool. So that's my long story. <laughs> I love it. There's just so many different things that have led to where you are now. And it's so special. So during that time, do you think, how how did you really connect to your intuition? Was it just a natural unfolding? Or did you have tools that you used to really develop it more? So I have to say this, and this is, um, it's not fair to some people. When I, when I first opened up, it was like, imagine Pandora's box that's been locked for 30 years. And then imagine going to open it. It was like the floodgates came flying out. So when I first was awakening into this, I was so psychic. There was nothing I had to do. I didn't have to practice. Mm. I It was just, it was actually so overwhelming to all of a sudden, like think about someone and then get everything, not everything about them, but like to know a lot, to be just so in tune in a different kind of way. Um, so I didn't have to practice anything. But what has happened is that sort of simmered down. And I think it was just because it was the initial rush, right? Of literally being locked in my soul for 30 years. I had no clue. I was walking around this earth plane totally blind for 30 years and not know if there was something else out there, even though I was lonely and my heart hurt for 30 years, basically. Mm -hmm. I had heartbreak because I was disconnected from my soul, but I didn't know. Um, so then later on and now... Um, my third eye is basically coming back to being opening fully like it was. It's just this process that my soul is going through. I've learned that it's a timing thing for when my soul is ready, not my ego is ready. So I have to say the biggest thing that I've learned is you have to listen to the subtle messages that you hear because nobody is sure. Some people have more gifts that are in tune, but we're energy, energy beings, as you know, for sure. We're all in tune. It's just a matter of like cleaning our pipes, right? I'm fine tuning mm -hmm. everything. So I listen, listen to the subtleness and listen to the clues and listen to your heart. That's the most important thing ever, ever, ever. Completely. I literally just recorded a different podcast episode just talking about that topic of listening to your heart. So it's so true. That's one of the things that always comes up every time I go into the records is always listen to your heart, listen to those things and honor it because it's really important. I want to tell you one thing about that. Um, you're a hundred percent right. And one of the first things, this was so funny. This is typical human behavior, right? 
So I'm, I'm super psychic at the time I'm opening up, but like, I don't understand anything. So I literally sit down in the meditation and sometimes I would sit down and I would um, sit in front of the mirror and meditate. And then I would like to open my eyes to kind of see my energy field and my aura. It was just, you know, really pretty. And then I would gaze like up at the white wall and I would see stuff with my eye clairvoyantly. So I asked spirit, I mean, it was crazy. I literally at that time I could see anything. It was wild. So that I asked spirit, I'm like, how do I hear from you? How do I get information from you? Like, what do I do? Meanwhile, I'm getting all the information, but I don't realize I'm doing it. So human, <laughs> right. And then they showed me a heart. They literally draw a heart and I see it like in front of me with my third eye. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means, but okay. And then it took me, you know, just being busy with life and doing other things. It took me about six years or so to really understand what they were talking about and what they were saying to me is, and this is why I tell this to people, the more you go into your heart and you surrender and you break these walls down, that's your higher self. That's your truth. That's your access to everything. So that's the story with the heart. 100%. Like the heart is a little underrated. We need to focus a little, on that. Totally. <laughs> It's, crazy. it's always like third eye, third eye, but it's like, no, let's I know. <laughs> I know. It's not even about that. No. So during that time of you really coming into your gifts, learning astrology, what would you say was your biggest challenge? In terms of um, like what kind of challenges with work or like a personal or? Work, personal, whatever's coming to you right away. My biggest challenge, um, surviving, like trying to make money. Um, I was working at a publishing company, like selling textbooks to universities. It was miserable. Mm -hmm. And um, I did that for a while. I made some good money, but it was like impossible. And then I finally jumped ship and I just dove in. So it was really hard. So I, I, I am not exaggerating when I say, and so I was living off a lot of savings. Okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of um, like money that I had um, before. Um, I'm not joking when I say I did not go shopping, literally buy a shirt for over a year and a half about. I couldn't even go out with friends at the time and like buy a glass of wine. Like that was, I would stress out about what a $10 glass of wine. I would go to like CVS and um, count every penny that I had. And so I think the biggest thing was um, surviving, you know, like struggling and like, how am I going to pay my bills? But the thing is, I always was able to, but I had to completely change my lifestyle. And then here's another trick. Once that stopped happening and now I'm in a completely different place, you have to clear all that emotional trauma because you have PPS, mm -hmm. um, PTSD with that. You know, for a while I was like thinking I was poor when I was like making six figures and I'm like, <gasps> can I go there? Like, I, I, you know, you have trauma from that. So you have to really clear that because that's not part of you anymore. So that just happens throughout life with everyone. Totally. So I know on your Instagram that you've been talking a lot about 3D versus 5D dating. Can you share a little bit more what that is and give some examples about that? Yeah. So with the 3D and the 5D, and I put it in quotes when I said that, um, it's really just a vibration. We are have multiple vibrations and dimensions within us at once. So it's not like we're going somewhere. All of a sudden, we're just enlightened and we're all of a sudden in 5D and we're like a queen or a king. It's not like that. It's just a different level of consciousness. Um, but in terms of like 3D dating is like, oh, he's too young. Um, she's too old. Um, they're not the same religion. Oh, um, 
they're the same sex. Like, oh, now you're a lesbian or now you're gay. You know, now um, you shouldn't be doing this. You, no way you can have kids. You're too old. So all these restrictions that society says, but really who, where are they coming from based on what? So 5D dating is, and I think I said something like, do they make you happy? Are their values aligned? Um, does your heart open? You know, is it consistent? Do they make you feel safe? You know, something like that. Like, that's what you need to look for. Mm, okay. Yeah, I like that um, explanation of it because there is like a lot of quote unquote rules and regulations of like what you should be doing for dating or how long you should do this and that. But again, I feel like it comes back to the heart and following what feels right to you in that moment. Absolutely. And it's like, who are we to say if people are too old for this, too young for this, you know, it's like, listen, I definitely can give my wisdom. And what I've seen is I think people, you know, getting married under 30 is difficult. It's not like all of a sudden you turn 30 and you're wise and fine, but it's just, we don't know ourselves, but Hey, sometimes people need to get married under 30. That's their journey. So do you, you know, I'm saying for the majority of people, like of how much we're going to change. So it's just, it's understanding that everyone has their own path you know, and I've, I've met a lot of younger guys in my life. And, um, you know, a lot of people have been like, oh, you know, you're obviously not serious if you're meeting younger guys. And I'm like, actually, the universe set me up with them. I wasn't swiping on Bumble for guys that age range, but like I would meet them um, out in the world because we have soul contracts. And so those relationships help me get here to where I am today. And they're going to help me meet my life partner. So, you know, it's like, we shouldn't put all this judgment on and all these rules. That also makes me think of sometimes when people think of astrology, they think, oh, I'm a, I'm a Virgo, so I can't be with whatever sign that some people say that doesn't go with that. So is any of that even valid or correct to say? Wait, hold on. Hold on. I just fell on the ground for a second. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. No, everyone asked me that question and I always <laughs> fall over. I'm like, let me pick myself back up. Um, so I'm glad you asked that. And I want to set the record straight. Taurus, you can only be with, no, I'm just kidding. Absolutely joking. Any sign <laughs> can be with any sign because it's based on the entire chart. Could you imagine if like only Pisces was with Taurus um, well, that would sort of limit um, all the people in the world and it would actually make it really boring. It's based on the whole entire chart configuration and another bubble I'm going to burst. No two charts, charts can say, yes, you two need to be together or no, you two don't need to be together because you also have karma that you can't see. Sometimes you can see it in the chart, but the deep karma, like the many, many, many past lives, sometimes I can see one or something but you can't always see that in the chart. And it's also what your soul chose. So no, any sign could be with any sign. It's based on so much more than that. And it's also free will because I've seen people where it's like, oh, that looks like really complimentary energy. And it's like, oh, I can't even stand being around them. I just didn't want to. Like, I'm not interested in them. So you have to look at your birth chart, see what you need in a relationship. Look at the partner's birth chart, see what they need. And then you put charts together. And then really what it shows is the interaction, not if it will last, if you will be together, but the interaction of it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I like that a lot better yeah. than just being like, oh, you're supposed to be like this together because you're oh, the same. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, that's like really, and I'm really glad you brought that up. That's like very lower mind astrology, like 
that's like the fake astrology that's running around Instagram, you know? Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of that out there, especially during certain times of the month or the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm also curious to see, like, in our charts, can you fa- like find certain spots where, like, maybe we can see certain lessons or blocks that we're supposed to learn from in this lifetime? Is that possible to see? Yeah, absolutely. You can see so much in the birth chart. You can see things that are an easy flow and gifts that people have. Um, but you can also see, yeah, this is going to be harder for you. Um, in the chart, I look to squares and squares are internal challenges. They're friction, um, they're conflict that we have, and we all have squares. So nobody's immune. Um, I don't think I've seen anyone without squares. And if you didn't have squares, honestly, you wouldn't be pushed to do anything because the squares are what pushes you to go forward. Okay. So squares are beautiful because they're challenges, but they're also what you're going to accomplish in this lifetime. If you really work at it, it's going to help you master things. Um, but it is going to be a bit of a push pull. And so, yeah, you can really, you can see so much about someone. It's like crazy. And this is the disclaimer that I always say, I mean, I have a master's degree. It's not like I'm doing astrology because it's like, whoops, you know, at the coffee shop, they laid me off and there was nothing else to do. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to be doing this. I'm doing this because it's truth and it's a calling and it's a purpose. And I'm sharing this with the world. Definitely. I definitely feel like you're here to shift consciousness and really bring a lot of light to a lot of issues that people aren't really seeing. So. Oh, you totally get me. <laughs> you know how exhausting that is all the time? <laughs> It's so exhausting. Yeah, there's just a lot of bullshit out in the world. And I feel like you're definitely just calling it out, (laughs) whether people like it or not. And you're like, this is me. (laughs) I am. And it's crazy. And it's hard. And it's like, I actually just posted something on Instagram today because I got denied from this so-called conscious community uh, that makes social impact. Um, I'm putting this all in air quotes right now as I'm talking. (laughs) And um, I got denied from that. And I'm like, wow. This is so amazing that I'm just getting denied right and left. And it's because I'm an astrologer. I know if I would have came to them and been like, I'm a business mastery coach, then I would have been in. (laughs) It's just a different (laughs) story, you know? And I'm like, this is, and these organizations are so-called about humanitarian efforts, social causes. And I'm like, yeah, then you, you should need me to help out here. The fact that I've gotten denied from them and like other ones that have big names, which I'll leave them out for right now. Um, is ridiculous. And I'm going to start, you know, letting people know, like, this is what's going on. It's crazy. It's discrimination, really. That is crazy, because you're helping people connect to themselves. Isn't that what they would want? (laughs) Yes, I'm literally making people's hearts feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh, the world has so much. We have so much to do. So (laughs) So much, so much. I mean, I'm sure it's for you when you tell people you read Akashic Records are like, huh? Oh, I know. I'm sometimes a good nervous to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they definitely kind of go, what? That sounds weird. It's just like, is it though? We're all connected to energy. You just have to be more open to it. So beautiful. I've been in the Kashuk Records before. I've actually gotten some really amazing information from the records that it's like, it really is just sacred. It touches my heart, you know, about my journey and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I commend you for what you do. It's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. So something else I have been very fascinated with is the North and South nodes. Could you go over what exactly they are and how they can help us or why we should look at them at all? Yeah, we just had Astrology Mystery School Level 2. And um, last night, I was just talking about this. That's the subject for what it was. 
So, but in a nutshell here, because that phone call was an hour and 40 minutes, <laughs> the um, north node in the chart, there's, it's an axis, okay? So you have a north node and you have a south node, and they are arbitrary points in space. So they're not planets, but they are powerful, like you could call it like a vortex almost. And these, um, this nodal axis talks a lot about where our soul is going and um, excuse me, where our soul came from and then where our soul is going. So these, um, your north node in your chart is truly your one, like one of, because the whole chart is really your purpose, but the um, north node is your soul's evolutionary, evolutionary purpose in this lifetime. So your south node talks about your deeply ingrained behavioral patterns of where you came from. And what people don't realize is we're actually more, this is going to make people's head fall off. Surprise! We're more <laughs> of our south node in many ways than we are our sun sign. Because the south node mm -hmm. is so deeply ingrained to who we are. Um, that's why people say to me all the time, oh my God, are you an Aries? And I'm like, nope, but my South Node is, so I know it looks like I'm an Aries. Um, but our sun sign is, that's kind of like at the core, at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm a Taurus, so I'm very loyal and stable and grounded and I need things to go on my own time. But like the way you see me, you're going to see more of my South Node. It's going to be Aries. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be in your face, right? We're going to be talking about stuff <laughs> until I'm tired. Then I'm like, leave me alone. I can't deal for like a week <laughs> uh, as a projector. I'm like, oh, leave me alone. So um, the South Node, the idea is to learn about the behaviors, the, the gifts that come with you in this lifetime and to be aware of the shadow energy because we all have shadow energy of it. And to use that as you move through life and then move to your north node. So that's the journey throughout life. You'll be in your north node. And um, that's the energy and the vibration that your soul said, I need to learn in this lifetime. I don't have a lot of practice or I don't have a lot of experience with this. But that shows me one of the main reasons why your soul incarnated in this lifetime, what you're here mm -hmm. to learn. And so people, everyone thinks purpose is connected to career and it very well could be, but it's not always because it's about what our soul is here to learn. Oh, yes. hundred percent. Again, definitely. I always say that purpose is fluid. It moves with you during your different oh, lifetimes. Yeah. So that we're connecting on that level too. <laughs> oh yeah. It's all connected. Yeah. I tell people like, don't think like, oh, because just because I do Western astrology, it's better than Vedic and or it's better than numerology. It's like, no, they're all tools and everyone just needs to find the tool that works for them. Same thing with Akashic, like everyone just needs to find the tool that works for them. But we're all ultimately saying the same thing. Exactly. A hundred percent. Even like with I don't know. How do I say this? Even with some religions at the core of it, they're all saying oh, the same thing, too. They're all saying the same thing. <laughs> So just for a selfish note, I'm curious about having a north node in Virgo and a south node in Pisces. Yeah. So south node in Pisces, you came from this lifetime of a lot of compassion, a lot of trust, a lot of um, you know helping people emotionally and connecting into the cosmic realm. Hello, Akashic Records. <laughs> so you know, you're so plugged into that naturally. Um, with your North Node, but you have to watch for the shadow of Pisces is no boundaries, right? Taking on too much people's stuff, trying to rescue people, like all that stuff, okay? Um, with your North Node in Virgo, you're moving towards really actually using more of your logical and making sure things make sense. 
versus it being just an emotional reaction to things. So it's not saying don't use your intuition because we always need to use our intuition, but that Virgo is saying, you know what, let's think about this. Instead of taking everything, maybe I don't need to take everything. You know, one symbol or analogy that I use for North Node and Virgo, it's like imagine if you're mining for gold, right? Um, or sifting for gold through, and you have like the, the sifter, right? You t pick up the rocks, you pick up the water, you pick up the dirt, and you pick up the gold. The Pisces would be like, oh my God, it's all so beautiful. I can take it all. I can do something with him. Take it all. Like, let's just take it all in, right? The North Node in Virgo is more like, you know what? I don't think I need the rocks, the mud, the dirt, the water. Let me just move out what's not for my highest good and just take the gold. So you're moving into a very earthbound way of helping people and also maybe helping people with their body. I've seen a lot of that because it's very connected to the physical realm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense for who I am. <laughs> yeah. But how old are you? I'm only 22. You're 22? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I had no idea. This is amazing. I'm so impressed with you right now. I'm oh my so God. Baby. <laughs> You're so wise for this. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm an old ass soul. <laughs> oh, you are so old. And I mean that with love. I there was no way I was expecting you to say 22. People, this is true. Okay. So here's the thing I was gonna say. I thought you were gonna be in like maybe late 20s, um, early 30s. I didn't know. Um, oh my god, it could be your mother. <laughs> so what I'm gonna say is that the North Node, we move into it as we get older. So sure, we could be familiar with it, absolutely, but it's more of this journey throughout life as we evolve 30, 35, 40, 45, 50 and up, then we start really being in that vibration and embodying it. So I tell everyone, don't worry, you're, you're going to get there. And it's not like you do one thing and you cross the finish line and you're done. It's this absolute journey. Mm. That is, yeah, that is very interesting because I feel like a lot of times people want everything right now and especially me being younger, I feel like everything is supposed, like we're all supposed to have like, oh, we made six figures and we're only blah, blah, blah and just have I mean, everything figured insane. out right away. It's insane. Which is crazy. I think it's insane and it's very like egotistical of like everyone in social media be thinking that because it's like, okay, but are, what have you done? <laughs> right? Some people make it and that's fine. That's their journey. But I always refer everyone back to Gary V, Gary Vanderchuk. He is so good. We say the same stuff, but he has a million other followers. So people listen to him. So if I'm like, fine, listen to him. And he's saying, if you're like 22, 23, 24, thinking that you have to have it all figured out, he's like, what the F is your problem? And he says it with love though. He's like, you know, come on now. And he gives it to you real. So me and him, we are like literally just giving it to you straight. <laughs> So I love him. I always refer, I'm like, just follow Gary Vee and you'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So full moons and new moons, always during those times, I feel like the energy is like so much like heightened and whatnot. Is there like a reason for that? Yeah. I mean, we are energy beings. And if we think of the moon, it rules the tides, it rules water, it rules our emotion. It's the cosmic ebb and flow of who we are. So we feel it. So during a full moon, the moon is literally full in its height and its glory. And so if you think about that, that's like a cup um, being filled to the rim. And um, what happens when it's filled to the rim and you keep pouring, it overflows. So that's what the feeling of a full moon. And I mean, even um, 
the whole like full moon people go to emergency rooms more like it's true there's studies on this because everything is heightened and everything is where and even parasites um are active and they even are like active create like making eggs and making babies during full moon because every organism on earth is activated under a full moon everything is heightened and we are energy beings so I know, sit with that one for a moment. (laughs) And and here's the thing. We are mainly bacteria. Our stomach and everything in us is bacteria. So you have to think of like during a full moon, what is the bacteria doing? It is alive. They're dancing. They're having a party because everyone is. I mean, we have to look at our bodies like that too. We are an organism for sure. So we are more full during a full moon. And the word lunatic comes from lunacy, which is luna, which is the moon. How's that for, uh, you know, so that's interesting. Um, so enduring a new moon, actually the energy is more slow, um, because the moon doesn't have a lot of light and so it's more internal. So it's more of like a yin place. And, but the full moon is like exhausted. So some people could be really wired and then some people are exhausted because it's like you were wired, you hit the top and now you're tired. But with the new moon, we're more tired because it's like, we don't have enough gas in the engine yet. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And so we do have a full moon coming up, I believe on the 8th or 9th. Could you explain a little bit what that's going to all entail? Well, there's the first thing I say for everyone is I want people to realize that the moons are powerful. Okay. So we feel them a hundred percent, but what I don't want people to do is um, think that every full moon, your life is going to change. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like they're powerful, but I I just want people to realize it's like, we have so many transits all throughout the month. Um, And I'm just saying this because maybe some people don't even know. And so I'm glad that, you know, we're talking about this and you ask, they're important because they, we can see our reactions. So it's really good to track the moons um, so we can see our response and see how it affects you. But it's not like the moon is going to be responsible for your life being amazing or your life being horrible, right? Does that make sense? So yeah. the new moon, um, it's, or excuse me, the full moon on the 8th, it's, I think it's, yeah, it's 1133 Pacific Standard Time on the 8th. Um, it's in Leo. So Leo is all about the heart. Um, and I'm probably going to do another full moon circle, which I usually do. Um, it's all about the heart. So it's about how can you have fun? How can you be in your power? How can you be creative? It's actually going to be a really dramatic uh, full moon because, um, Leo's always dramatic, but I love Leo's. Leo's are so fun. Um, an involved Leo is fun, right? And a non unevolved Leo is very much like everyone look at me and no one else matters. (laughs) It's full moon. It's going to be dramatic. Um, emotions could boil up over the top, but it's about playfulness and fun and love and um just joy and romance i mean it's fitting we're gonna be close to valentine's day (laughs) there you go another made-up holiday right Right? (laughs) so i am curious about your thoughts on labels and like labeling whether that be your sexuality your if you have an illness that anything along those lines what do you What are your thoughts on labeling things? You know, so when I was really sick and going through my Lyme, and I put that in air quotes too, because I don't, you know, it was Lyme, but that's Lyme because humans need a label 
just like that. But really, all these are our imbalances in our body. So something is in disease. Um, for me, I know that I was going through a completely new upgrade. My entire body had to be broken down to basically like the framework of the grid around my body had to hold all new codes. I know for some, you're like, what the hell is she talking about? Right. But like, this is the reality of the world that people don't always see. So I got sick. Um, we could call it sick because my body had to recalibrate and I had to purge out a lot of stuff. So when I was going through that, I mean, it was horrible. I was in my bed for like a year, couldn't barely move. Um, you know, was slurring my words, forgetting my name at times. Like it was very scary. Um, I still knew that I didn't want to tell a bunch of people, like people knew I was sick on Instagram, but I didn't want to label it because then you would see Danielle who has Lyme and who's sick. And then there, that's really hard to heal when you are labeled that vibration because everyone is thinking about you and we have to think about our thoughts, our thoughts, our energy and everything gets put out there. Right. So I made sure not to tell everyone until I got better. And then I shared the story from a place of wisdom, not like when I was going through it. Now, with that being said, I do think, you know, there are people who go through stuff and it is their job to share while they're going through. So I think that really comes down to um, the information you got. I've got strict information from spirit. It's like, do not share this. Do not label yourself. Do not become this. Heal and then share. That was the information I got. But again, I know people who are going through this and as they're going through it, that's their journey. So it's like everyone has their own, but I'm not into labels um, <clears throat> for that. In terms of like love, what kind of labels were you asking about? Um, I'm not sure, really. <laughs> I yeah. just had the thought in my head to ask you about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I just think that there's so many things there's so many ways you can look at something so many or... ways. Even now I catch myself. Cause it's like, I think earlier I said my life partner and I didn't say husband. And I say that specifically now I like to say life partner because I think it's really important. I mean, listen, husband, it's not like it's a bad word, but no. to me, it just feels like, I mean, I, listen, I'll be honored to have a husband. I'm grateful for him, but it feels a little bit labely to me. So that's why I just said life partner. Cause I'm like, maybe we don't actually get married, but like I meet the love of my life and I just wake up every day with pure bliss. Like I'm okay with that. Like mm -hmm. it's okay. You know? So like, let's change the way we look at everything. It doesn't have to be the way it was for a million years already. I mean, there's nothing, I just want to please, please hear me. There's nothing wrong with getting married. I'm just, and having a husband or having a wife, um, I'm just um, looking at new ways of it, but you know, it'll, if it happens, it's great. It's just, it's more about the connection to me, really. Mm, totally. And I'm very curious about, you've talked a little bit about your, your daughter that is hopefully <gasps> coming through sometime soon. Oh my God, you do follow me. I do. Uh, <laughs> and I was curious, like how she first made contact with you. Oh my God, this is so good. Okay, so disclaimer, if you already think I'm crazy, just just get off the call <laughs> because you're already going to think this is nuts. But here's the thing is like, I'm just here to share what we all feel. And do you know how many people have said to me, oh my God, yeah, I felt my son or my daughter like a year before they came in. And I was like, yeah, you too. So basically, <laughs> um, here's a good juicy story. I was 
I wish you could see me now. Everything's in air quotes today. It seems to be a trend. <laughs> dating. And we, I say dating in air quotes because like we're in 2020. What the hell does that even mean anymore? Right. For you real. know, <laughs> exactly. And it's hard. And like, you think you're dating someone, then you're not. And then they're like, you're like, what? So anyways, I was dating this guy. I say dating loosely because it turns out that wasn't really the case, but <laughs> you know, um, he, he's a soulmate for sure. We even knew that before we met up, he was like, you know, I'm not going to say his name. I'm going to keep it private for his privacy, just out of respect because he's a public figure. But, um, you know, and regardless, it doesn't even matter. I wouldn't even share him anyways. But um, he, before we met, he was like, are you feeling what I'm feeling? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, what is that? And I'm like, well, we've known each other before. And he said, I feel that. And then when we met, and then every time we would see each other, it would be this like, oh my God, I just wanted to hug him and kiss him and like eat his face off. And I just like, oh God, like I just stared into his eyes, you know, like I couldn't even get enough of it. So that's who I was hanging out with. And it's funny. I'm just gonna be very candid because I am here. So when we started sleeping together, um, a little bit after that, all of a sudden one night I was laying down for bed. Um, he wasn't with me at the time I was, I was laying down to bed. And then I remember seeing this girl, like, I, I couldn't tell you what she looked like, but it was like, you know what it's like, you could like see something, but you can't see something. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what she looks like, but I like, there was a girl in front of me and I was like, oh yeah, that's my daughter. And then I fell asleep. And then the next morning I didn't remember it until later on. I'm like, what? Did I just see my daughter? And I'm like, whatever. I got busy. I got to send out an email. Right. So <laughs> life gets in the way and I'm like, whatever. Cause like with me and you, it's the same stuff. Like stuff comes through all the time here's a lesson. If you hold on to everything that comes through, you're going to lose your mind <laughs> because once you're right. open, you're open. And it's like half the stuff, it doesn't even matter. Right. So I just forgot about it. It was like, whatever. And then I think I was putting on, I don't know if I was putting on makeup that always happens. Cause I'm really like in the zone in my bathroom, just putting on makeup. And, um, she came through and it was this feeling of, Oh my God, I have a daughter. Holy shit. I have a daughter and it was this knowing deep in my soul that it wasn't like, Oh, I think am I making, am I sounding crazy? It was just this deep knowing that, Oh my God, my daughter is right next to me. It's like I felt her as if I could touch her. Okay. And I was like, Oh my God. And I felt something in my heart that I've never felt in my entire life. And I'm like, this is what it feels like to have a child. And I was like the most beautiful heartfelt feeling ever. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then um, another time I was with friends. I remember we were out at um, like this restaurant bar place. And um, one girl was like, oh, yeah, do you want to have kids? Because we're all talking about like our lives and stuff. And right when she said that, all of a sudden the little girl appeared again. And I start laughing and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I do. And I didn't say anything. Um, but So listen to this. I didn't say anything. But one of the girls with me is a Pisces and super in tune. And I didn't even tell her yet. And she looks at me and she goes be careful. And I go, what do you mean? She's like, if you don't want to get pregnant right now, just be careful. And I was like, okay. Cause she all of a sudden was feeling my daughter. She's really in tune. <laughs> and I was like, I'll tell her later, you know, when we're alone. And so then another time, I, this one, I was putting on makeup and she told me her name and she told me to look it up and she told me, um, and it was meaningful. So, um, I'll just keep the name private to me on this 
right now, but it was very meaningful and I looked it up and then it just, um, I felt feelings that I have never felt before either. Um, and I, the name represented something that I kept getting in my meditations for years ago. And so, and then she's actually, she was around me a lot yesterday. Um, so she's here now. Here's the thing. Oh, and then I've also asked her for other signs. I'm like, okay, I know I've had you. So we have a soul connection, but are you coming through in this lifetime with me? Am I your mama? Like, are you coming out of my hoo-ha? Like, is this happening? You know? Like, I'm like, let's get clear. I'm like, I'm not even concerned who the father is right now. I'm like, I just really want to know. <clears throat> and she gave me two amazing signs to ask for that same day. And like, my jaw just dropped to the floor. And I was like, okay, don't even question it. It's happening. So the way she comes through, it's just like mediumship. It's just like um, connecting with spirits. It's like, you just know they're there, even when they're not. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> so... That is insane and beautiful. It's insane. And it really, <laughs> yeah. You don't hear every day people be like, I connected with my future child. <laughs> Sometimes you do. I've talked to a lot of people and like a lot of people are like, I did ayahuasca and my daughter and my son came through and I'm like, shit, uh -huh. I'm like, this is just me sober. I don't even, I'm not <laughs> doing anything. <laughs> Could you imagine if you're on ayahuasca there, you would have some crazy experiences. No, I'm actually <laughs> way too scared to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm so open energetically already that I don't think it's safe for me, mm -hmm. you know, to each their own if people want to do it. I also think it becomes way too trendy. And I think people are doing it with people that are not equipped to take care um, before, during, and after. So that's another concern. I don't think plant medicine is bad. I think it's beautiful and I know it's helped a lot of people. So I'm really happy for them. And, um, I just think it's getting misused and it's becoming trendy and it's becoming this thing that like we're super spiritual because we did ayahuasca. And I'm like, mm, no, like now you have to go through the spiritual journey that opened you up to show you <laughs> now you start. Yeah, that is true. Especially in the past year alone, a lot of people have been talking about their experiences with that. And it's just like, that's like some heavy shit that you're going to see during that. So I mm -hmm. hope you were guided well. But anyways, oh, yeah. back and to I, your stuff and I'm like I I know like I'm not guided to do that um I'm protecting my body because I'm too energetically open and I've actually just real quick I've had people like be like oh you're just scared or something I'm like actually that is not healthy that you're saying that and I know myself and I'm standing in my truth and that's why I'm not doing it mm. definitely and back to your daughter so that really confirms that we choose oh yeah you're into her let's talk about her <laughs> So that really confirms that we really choose our own parents and we do. Yeah. Yes. And I know for me, I guess like before I was born, I guess I said, told my dad what he should name me. So like, Oh yeah. So we are all connected and we all have these powers, whether we see them or not. Oh, we're all connected. I forgot this one last thing. I did have one dream about her and in the dream, she told me, and listen, you know, time, you know, this too, time doesn't exist. So yeah, like if any psychic or something gives you a time, it's really hard to measure. So I'm not holding that to it. And trust me, I'm not even ready. I mean, she's going to, she's going to come when she's ready, not when I'm ready. That's what I realized. Oh, but she told me in my dream a couple months ago that she's going to be here within the next year. And I literally woke up in a panic. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, go find your daddy, please. Because, and I'm like, I got to prepare for you. I'm like, I'm not living a life. I'm living a life like a fun bachelor traveling the world right now. So, whoa. Okay. Well, well, that is coming soon then. I know. I mean, I'm not holding it here because you know, time doesn't exist, but yeah. the point was it's sooner than I think. 
Yeah. So do you think you've had past lives with her, like a lot of them? I've had so many past lives with her. And it's interesting that you brought up religion in the beginning or to ask me, which I've never talked about on the podcast, but we're going to come full circle right now. So she told me her name. I looked it up in the Bible, which I'm like, I've never looked at the Bible in my life. I like knew it was in a drawer, maybe like at a hotel, right? I'm just kidding. I don't know. I've like never <laughs> looked at the Bible. And so, um, or the Torah or anything like that. And so I asked friends and I'm Googling and her name is very religious and, and it means something about the Israelites coming to Egypt and I have a strong connection to Egypt. And, um, when that came through, I got this deep connection to Judaism that I've never felt in my life. And I, all of a sudden was like, okay, yeah. I've been denying this my whole life, but my soul, this is who I am. Like I come from deep Jewish mysticism. I've done this before. So it was weird because I all of a sudden started going to Shabbat dinners and I'm like, I love this. And like, I love doing Shabbat dinners. Like I'm looking to move just so I could have a bigger place so I could have Shabbat dinners and have people over like all religions. It's just like we put our phones away and we just have dinner and we actually connect with each other. So I like what that represents, you know? So yeah, I mean, she's brought a lot of gifts to me already. Just wait till she's here. You guys are going to be like a power duo. <laughs> I know. And I was, yeah. And like, oh God. I mean, I feel like you're feeling this too, because like, she's probably around you and hanging out. That's why you're sensing her. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. She's obviously going to be very connected because oh, this yeah. is the work that we're doing in the world. Definitely. So the last question that I ask all of my guests is how would you advise other people to reconnect with themselves? Mm. Um, turn off the phone, turn off the computer, spend some time alone and um, really just ask your heart some questions like how are you feeling to your heart as if your heart's your inner child and what do you need? And let your heart speak for you, not your brain. And that's powerful. And if you do that every day, you're going to start to develop a relationship with your heart, which is your soul. And I can't think of anything better than connecting with your soul and loving your soul unconditionally is beautiful. Mm. I love that. And so where can people find you online? They can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Page. That's P-A-I-G-E. Um, or my website, Danielle Page. And, um, yeah, I have links to everywhere and I do monthly moon circles online, which are powerful because the other side of what I do is I really re uh, rewire people's DNA. <laughs> so I activate people. So, um, that happens and yeah, like I have a retreat that's coming out soon. My next Greece retreat, um, only for nine women and it's going to be beautiful. So yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't believe you're 22. You're such an evolved soul. It's beautiful. Well, thank you for being on here. I really enjoy talking to you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. So that is it for today's episode. If you listen and like the Reconnection podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. It helps me so much and helps people find the show. You can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Pinterest at a Willow Soul for more content. And until next time, bye.